0: Leanne, these claims are by no means new, but can you tell us, you know, with regard to the report, what were you able to uncover in terms of proof of these allegations?
1: Look, we investigated, um, you know, some of the 314 reports that we received. Um, And from those investigations, we were able to basically expose two officials and an interpreter So having accepted bribes, um, you know, we've got camera footage and uh, photographic evidence, um, and we've done, you know, quite in-depth investigations into them as individuals and the manner in which they conduct um, themselves, because really what they're running here is it's it's almost as if there's an economy of corruption um, that exists at the DHA and these individuals are part of it. It's part of their daily lives to go meet people outside of the DHA and accept bribes. Um, And yes, it's not new. But what we're trying to really do here is to work with a number of partners to really get a handle on this situation because it's gone on for far too long.
0: So take us through exactly how the crimes are committed uh, according to Asylum at a Price Project.
1: Look, you know, um, let's take the interpreter for example. You know, the conduit between the officials um, and the refugees and asylum seekers, she plays quite an important role. Um, You know, she she understands what the processes are, she understands which officials she can go to, um, you know, and she's quite known in the community to be able to render these kinds of services, you know, um, to organize these permits or travel documents, whatever you may need. And so... You know, she would meet with the refugees and asylum seekers. She would meet with them, you know, anywhere when they would like to meet, and they would exchange monies, and she would say by this particular date, um, she would then give them back the documents. Um, and it's interesting because she also says to, and, and the operative, um, that the particular operative that we worked with that then went and paid over the bribe and met with this particular woman, um, she said to him, can you please tell all your friends about me, can you please spread the word, um, you know, and she gave very in-depth pricing for the different types of permits that you require. So that's comes kind of a modus operandi when it comes to at least the interpreter.
0: So, Leanna, I understand Corruption watchers has opened some criminal cases. Talk to us about those. Look, we, um, with all the evidence that we collected,
1: um, drafted affidavits, which forms part of the criminal complaints that we lodged at the Joburg um, Central Police Station. Um, we've handed over all the evidence to the police, um, and we'll be following all up on the, on the criminal uh, complaints. We'll be working closely with the investigating officer, you know, providing as much information as possible to progress these, these complaints.
0: And um, just with regard to that, um, I understand there were three individuals uh, who were directly implicated, so did you open cases against them directly? Yes, we did.
1: And And we've also written to the DHA to say, you know, you need to consider what the fertility sanctions and what internal investigations are required in respect of them.
0: And what was the response from the Department of Home Affairs?
1: The DHA had not responded. Um, It was quite alarming that we had sent a media query to them over a month ago. We sent them an invitation to the launch of our report yesterday, where all our partners were present, where we had hoped to engage with them around these issues. Importantly, we had put together a number of solutions, um, not just in respect of the issues of corruption, but working with our other partners around the processing of claims. Um, And they never arrived the launch. They never accepted our memorandum. Um, You In respect of the charges, they've never responded um, to any of them. They say they will take action. It's just been complete silence from their side.
0: So what do you make of that response and and, and how would you characterize your relationship as Corruption Watch with the Department of Home Affairs?
1: At the end of the day, we've tried to work over a year with them. Um, Some individuals from the DHA have said, let's work together um, but it seems as if the message from the top, as it were, is that they've got their own processes, they've got their own kind of plans on how to address this, and so they don't want to involve civil society. I'm not sure what the thinking is behind that and what the reasons are, but it, it does appear that they don't want to cooperate with us, even though we are basically trying to achieve the same objective, and we have so much information um, to share with them. Um, And, you know, I I, I just think that their no-show yesterday at our launch um, was really not in good faith. Uh, We'll keep trying. We'll keep trying to work with them because I think that civil society can only progress um, in realising any of our objectives by working with government. but it's incredibly difficult.
0: Now, the Department of Home Affairs has been accused of failing to respond to the attempts by Corruption Watch when alerting them of allegations of possible corruption against asylum seekers. And we're joined on the line now by the Director-General of the Department of Home Affairs, Mr. Mkuseli Apleni, uh, to give us their side of the story. Mr. Apleni, thanks for your time this morning.
2: Good morning to you, Sir Sakina, and to everyone.
0: Mr. Apleni, your department has been accused of rejecting solutions, um, apparently didn't even bother to respond to attempts by Corruption Watch when alerting you to corruption against asylum seekers. Is this true?
2: uh, Well, Sakina, that can't be correct, but I will demonstrate about what we are doing as a department. Um, So you are aware of our project called Visa Masina, and visa is a vendor word, which means uh, take out the rod. With that, uh, we already arrested about 21 officials at Masero Bridge one day. We have arrested employees at at at, at, at Bait Bridge. All that was in media. We have arrested officials at at Ortabo at, at, uh, at head office because we are dealing with the issue of corruption. Furthermore. We established within the department a whole branch counter-corruption in order to deal with these matters. Corruption was met with us. And then we said to them, they wanted us to work together at Maramastad. Then we said to them, look, there are some revamp which was still working on it at Maramastad. One of those interventions which as a department we won uh, from CETA is a, a new automated appointment system that we said to them look, we're just implementing these things for now. once we have done and finished that minister will be launching the revamp uh, Maramba start here in in the month of of December. once we have done that. Then we can start now collaborating, because what you are dealing with it as, 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 as corruption was is what we want. As Home Affairs, we deal with the matters of corruption. How can we say we don't want to work with someone who's going to assist us as if we are saying we are hit with corruption? But we are on every day working on this matter.
0: So you are obviously then aware of these allegations of extortions, threats and bribery by officials against foreign nationals seeking asylum. And how, to what extent would you say this problem has taken root within your department?
2: Well, remember there was a first report by uh, lawyers for human rights which was dealing with this matter. We even said, we are aware that the corruption started even before that asylum seeker arrived at a port of entry. Because these things are a syndicate. When a person leaves a country of origin, is already having a syndicate which will take that person to a port of entry, up to come to our country and try and get documents illegally. That's why we know that there even people are getting in marriages of convenience. Because all that is to get our documents. Hence, we change the law on, on, on that side and say, you get caught dealing with that as a South African. You will get 15 years in jail. So all those things is what we are aware of. That's why we are changing now. the way. You remember one of the things which we are doing, people are not understanding us. Why are we taking fingerprints? At a port of entry when somebody comes in. We were saying no. A person will come in as an asylum seeker or to the port of entry. Tomorrow comes here now, is, is working. Tomorrow now is married to somebody. But that person came as particular individual. That's no. Let's take a fingerprint and suppose that's what? Differentiate one person to the other. Once we have that, then it will help us. Secondly, as a department, we said, what is our answer to deal with this corrupt issue? Is to modernize. That's why the Department of Home Affairs, we are trying to trade out the, uh, uh, the issuing of a green ID book. Because we know But that's why people, they do corrupt things, we are issuing a smart card. We change our passport and say, how you obtain our passport? It must be in an automated way. Once we have finished all those, then by day by day we are eliminating chances of corruption in the department.
0: And just finally, um, when you, uh, your relationship with Corruption Watch, do you see them adding any value to the work that you are doing, complementing um, uh, this effort to root out the corruption? Again,
2: we start with the citizens. That's why we are saying, Here is our line which you call, once you pick up that there is a corruption, we want that citizen to report. How much more now if there is an organized structure which we cannot work with it? Because once now we are working with everyone, then the main aim is to push back the frontiers of corruption. Whether it's an individual, whether it's an NGO, whether it's a grouping, whatever, law enforcement agents, as, well as home affairs, we can't deal with this matter alone. And we are always understanding that there is a corruptor and a corruptee. So let's not be under the impression that only the official of home affairs You know, when you go to those uh, 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 refugee centers that people call them runners. The runners means that people are working within that, that grouping. That's why we said, if you don't have an appointment system, once people are standing there in the queue, the runners are in between them, corrupting, doing this and doing that. But no, let's have a system which must stop that. You do your own appointment. particularly. we don't have to interfere with any board party minister. Will be, will, will be a lot of what are the changes we are doing there so that people will see that we are trying to build, which we have done on the civic service already. And remember, on our permitting side as well, there were a lot of corruption. But once we automated that process and we are working with VFS, how people are submitting their applications, that reduces the possibilities of corruption.
0: And that was the Director General of the Department of Home Affairs, Mr. Kuseli Apleni, with their side of the story.